Welcome back to Culture Catch-Ups, it's Lorraine here and we've got Kat as well and we've got a special guest today, yay! Hello! Welcome to our Culture Catch-Ups! This is going to be cool. Um, today we have got... Shahidi Risha who is a cool dad most of all, a uh, husband, a father um, and a property developer, all kinds of stuff but today we're going to be talking about Authentic masculinity, what is that like mm. in our culture? What should young men be really thinking about and preparing for? Um, Shahidi, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. Yay. It's a great pleasure to have you because uh, I think I could have so easily not met you. Like, I re- like Shahidi and I met recently um, through a mutual friend and he found, found out that um, he was really passionate about educating young people in the same things that we're passionate mm-hmm. about. Like, you know, that we um, are created male and female for a reason and that oh, there's, nice. like, so much awesomeness and like, capacity for us to really grow in our identity and to really serve the world um, in in truth and in like authenticity. So uh, we had a coffee and we ended up just like chatting about like all kinds of things. And um, I was like, Shahidi, you got to come on our podcast and talk to our young men. <laughs> well, I'm here. <laughs> so he's here. Um, I guess, Shahidi, like what? Like, let's talk about teenage Shahidi. Let's talk about like Stuff you were going through, um, how did you think about yourself? Like, what's your background? You've grown up in Sydney, right? Yes, I have, yes. I grew up out in the Hills District um, and, you know, I was, went to Catholic schools. So, I kind of had that formation from home and I had that formation uh, at the school as well. But in the current secular world that we're in, you've got a lot of external influences mm. as well. So, I kind of had to navigate that ground. Um, I was very good at sports, if I may say so myself. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking? Yeah, uh, basketball. Rugby, rugby union mainly. Oh, rugby, rugby union was my thing. Um, I can't really play it now. I'm not big enough anymore. Uh, <laughs> but also swimming. I was also I also enjoyed swimming. So I had a lot of contact with you know all young, kinds of young people from all different walks of life, and you know with that comes their opinions, their ideas, and their visions of the world. And uh, yeah, and then it kind of makes you question what you believe and who you are as a man and, and, you know, what kind of man you want to be when you get older. So it was kind of, um, yeah, it was very interesting, but I've always kept an open mind. I've tried to take on board everyone's different types of opinions and, um, and, and see, where it's, see where it takes me in, in the future. Mm, mm, yeah, awesome. So like teenage swimming star Shahidi, you're like on the rugby field and stuff. What were the kinds of like pressures and stuff that you faced as a young man? Uh, just like socially or personally? Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Go well, you, you, had, um, you had young young guys, you know, with different views towards women, young guys who uh, had been raised in certain ways. And it was kind of like, you know, wait a second, I've never heard that. I've never heard women spoken about that way or I've never been kind of exposed to these type of things before. You know, are they right? Are they wrong? What do I do? You know, how do I approach this kind of thing? And, you know, with the internet, with phones and and kind of like uh, kind of the hyper-technical world we live in now, I think as young men, and I know from from myself, we're exposed to a lot more uh, very quickly and it's kind of like working out how we we go from there. So, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just thinking about this when we were chatting with a, a class last week about uh, the effects of pornography, for example, and that, like, the fact that most people of our generation now see pornography by the time they're, like, nine or ten years old, and it's usually from, like, a sibling's phone or um, some kind of accidental coverage like that, but it's immediate, it's quick, it's usually hardcore 
Uh, and that's their first sex education. And that's a real, real shame um, because of the way it's impacting the brain. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree totally. And I think it's one of the uh, unspoken problems in our society, particularly amongst young people, because you've got this kind of the first experience with sexuality, which should be something beautiful and should be something, you know, really uh, wonderful in anyone's life is often kind of hidden. It's secret. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's strange. And then it kind of uh, alters the way, I, I guess, hopefully not permanently, but you, you don't know how that individual, uh, male or female, will interact with the opposite sex from then onwards. And mm. um, I was lucky. I, I had a, you know, I have a beautiful mum and, you know, a beautiful sister. And, you know, that kind of showed me the true beauty of love, you know, in the feminine sense. So I always felt uncomfortable with these types of imagery and, and, and videos, even though of, as, as a male, you are naturally attracted, but it was, was uncomfortable. And it kind of made me think even more, well, you know, why am I uncomfortable? You know, what's wrong with this? Uh, and this is just, this is not even from a religious perspective. This is just from a, a human perspective. You know, well, what's, what, what's wrong with this? Why is this wrong? Uh, and I saw it. I saw the impact in, in some friends and co- uh, colleagues and, um, and sports friends, how they over time would develop these attitudes and say things about women and you know, and when they'd meet women and how they'd, you know, their intentions. And, and I just became increasingly uncomfortable with the, the way society was forming young men just through the purely secular sense. And, uh, and yeah, and, that's, and, and just kind of went from there personally in my own personal development. Yeah. When you're talking about the way our society forms young men, do you, like, what do you see of that at the moment in the young men that you have contact with? Mm. Uh, yeah, so a lot of the young men seem to have, unfortunately never been kind of highlighted uh to the to the negativity of viewing women in certain ways and um and and going and going onto the internet and searching a, a number of things they they see it as almost a normal kind of rite of passage thing to do they've never been spoken about uh, spoken to about the 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 impacts and 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 like psych- psychologically physically emotionally mentally so when i do speak to young people and i kind of start to point out some basic facts about you know, uh, you know, consistent viewing of pornography and where it can lead you, and 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 you know, if, do you want to meet the girl of your dreams? All these type of things, they start to think, and some of them close off straight away, unfortunately, but a lot of them really open themselves to trying to understand and trying to to listen to uh, to, to a truth that resonates somewhere in their heart, and and I think that's why why they listen. Yeah, that's the thing, and this is the thing that really inspires me about the opportunities we get to really educate our own generation about. Like just like purely the effects of pornography as a as a, just a really big issue because uh, it's what it's the addictions that I've seen in my friends in in like in just people that I meet all the time. This is a really really big issue, and we really like um, fightthenewdrug.com for awesome awesome resources on the effects of pornography on the brain, on the heart, so like how we treat relationships, and also on the world, like the way in which. Um, the industry is really, really changing the world. And when we're looking at like the rise of sex trafficking and all that kind of stuff and the, the way that pornography feeds that industry, it's a really, really scary thing and a real big concern for our society. But like when I talk about um, your kind of growth and your like, like who you see yourself as a man and that kind of thing, like what do you think are the most important things for young men to be thinking about and um, working on in their own like development? Yeah, sure. Well, I think, um, strangely enough, a lot of what defines a, ma- a man is his identity, who he is, what he does, his friends, his family. So I think a-, a lot of the time in this kind of relative world we live in now, a lot of young men are kind of like, 
they're not really they're not really being guided at all. Um, you know, so my advice is always to keep busy. You know, whether it be through sports or education, and try your best, even if you don't get to the top of it. You know, keep busy, work hard, and 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 have have idols. You know, whether it's your father or a strong male figure in your life who's who's trying to live a good virtuous life, have that person to look up to, have that person to speak to. Um, and if you can't speak to them, you know, try and keep that kind of aspiration there. And, um, and then, yeah, so focus on your work, focus on your study, keep busy and, um, and, and just, you know, read uh, a lot of, a lot of children don't like to read anymore. Young people, um, you know, switch off your phone every now and then go into, you know, some written texts that talk about masculinity, that talk about what it is to be a man. And, and I, and I guess can, can give you that focus as to, as to you know where to channel your energies and and not waste it pursuing things that aren't going to get you anywhere so i know that's pretty broad broad but i hope that kind of answers well yeah i mean it's it's like a it's a big picture thing and and looking at um the young guys that we end up speaking with in schools and stuff like that they're just looking for like concrete advice they're like just tell me what to do like tell me what girls want like they're like they're like desperate for information um did was there anything in particular that you were reading or accessing as a like a young man that really formed you and influenced you uh i was i was it was more kind of through experience i you know i have a good father who was who was there and dedicated to the family obviously our family is not perfect i mean no family is Mm. but you could see the effort you could see the kind of the, the focus um you know my grandfather as well he was a very powerful figure to well he still is thank god to you know as a, as a leader and as an example um and in terms of, of of reading i found um and this might sound a bit strange i found as i got a bit older um probably in my year 11 12 i got into kind of like the ideas put forward by ancient philosophers i know that sounds pretty dense and old school and boring to a lot of young people yeah. but their ideas are all about logic and and who we are in the natural natural world and, and, and kind of and they put forward this idea of being virtuous and that happiness comes through virtue and virtue is not something I'd really heard about much before when I was young you know really heard of, it's kind of an old word and it kind of has all these weird kind of interpretations but you know looking into the, the classical philosophers and writers and their idea of virtue and how that can form you as a human and as a man and, and as a woman too um, really kind of made me think differently so um, to all the young people out there, I know it sounds really boring if you hear people like Aristotle and Plato <laughs> and they're kind of like thinking, oh gosh, what is this? I would suggest that you do look into some of the, some thought from the ancient world because it is very, very kind of inspiring. Yeah. Mm, brah, like you're speaking my language, like, <laughs> liberal arts graduate, <laughs> well, there like, you go. nursing graduate, not <laughs> the same language, but I hear from these guys all the time. Yeah, we're kind of nerds about that kind of stuff. So did you have you read um, like Peter Kraft's like Back to Virtue and stuff yeah. like that? I was about to, yeah, that, sorry, that was going to be my next point. And, you know, a lot one of, of the- our readings that we have to do. What is that? I have never read that. Have book. you read it, Lorraine? I haven't read you got to read it, oh, man. Yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of the more modern, and, that, and that's what kind of led me there as well. Because when I was young, you know, I was, I, you, you know, like coming from, you know, you know, the really a religious sense. I was, I, n- I never really got, went into religious literature at all, particularly modern contemporary stuff. Mm. But then when I read some of the some of the ancient writings and just you know excerpts and summaries and stuff, kind of led me to more of the modern, you know, modern ri- modern writer writers as well, you know, and in in the in the religious sense like Jason Everett and people like that, kind of like they try and mix the practicality with the, with the logic, kind of in a really cool, easy, kind of practical way. Yeah. But unfortunately, though, in, in answering this question, I was thinking there isn't a lot out there for young people to grasp. But I think it's there is it's with social media, with the internet and YouTube, I think there is, um, mm. um, you know, both written and visual text starting to come out to help young men. 
Yeah. And, and women too, of course. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, well, before recording this podcast, we were talking about uh, the way in which like the internet is really becoming a really interesting place when it comes to sharing ideas that are like a little bit countercultural or a little bit like challenging the status quo, I guess. Um, we we're talking about like speakers and, and people who make videos like Ben Shapiro and Milo and all those guys. Um, do you think like, what, what do you think of that phenomenon of especially young guys really feeling like they have to uh, take, take a stand against what we're seeing in our culture? Mm. Yeah, I think we're, uh, we're in an age where the mainstream media and the mainstream social uh, kind of um, systems are, are very uh, political uh, and, they're, and they're always pushing a certain message, you know, um, no matter what channel you, you switch over on free to air, it's always a certain message. You watch a certain soap opera or a certain TV show or series, there's always a certain message. And I think a lot of people are, are starting to kind of see that and, and back away. And as a result, they're starting to look for alternate voices. And those alternate voices are people that go onto the internet or, or, or go onto social media and start voicing an opinion that's, as you said, very countercultural. Um, and I think that's in many ways a good thing because it keeps the mainstream honest, but it also gives young men an outlet to feel, wait a second, I'm not so strange after all. I believe in this. I believe in that. And there's other men uh, that are saying the same thing and, you know, they're not kind of weird and boring and, you know, and, and they're actually quite popular. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. There. And I think it's, I think it's, a, I think that's the way the trend will go more towards alternate sources and away from the mainstream structured monetarily controlled people. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So Shahidi, um, we're talking at work, we encounter a lot of young men who are really passionate about changing our culture mm. and wanting to do things. But something that I've noticed in a couple of guys that I've met is that like when, because they're like, you know, married and have a family and have like little kids at home and stuff, they feel a bit more courageous. Like they feel a bit more like they can take a stand and really do something unusual or brave or whatever. Um, is that how you feel? Or Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. I'm, I'm married. I've got a young young little girl. Um, how old is she? Uh, she's 16 months now. So wow. she's walking in a little terror, but she's the cutest thing <laughs> in the world. So and, and no, you're 100% right. It's, it's, I think as men, we naturally want to defend and protect. You know, we've got that kind of biological makeup where, you know, we, we, are, we, we, we have a fierce protection of things that we love. And I, I think you're definitely right in, in what we were talking about earlier in that a lot of young men feel very detached from anything mm. uh, and, they, and they feel like they're not part of a cause. They feel like they're, they're not part of anything worthy. They're not part of anything bigger than themselves and they haven't got something to, to, to put their, their word on and put their kind of their mark on. And, and I think that's why pursuing authentic masculinity, which will lead to you know, God willing, like love and marriage and children is a natural progression for a lot, not everyone, but for a lot of men. And, and it helps bring out that, that defensive, uh, very kind of fierce protection of, of, of themselves and, and those around them. And I know being a father, I've learned so much about myself since I got married and since I had a child, because you suddenly have to live your life for others, not yourself. Mm. And, and so often young men now only, unfortunately, the way society is, they live for themselves. They live for themselves. And as as you would both know, living only for yourself doesn't take you very far and it's kind of very uh, under-fulfilling. And, and um, so being a husband, being a father and, and always having to give and live for others and being selfless uh, and, and sacrificial in nature really kind of brings out an inner strength, a power that you didn't know was there. Mm. And it's very beautiful. So it's, it's something that I think every young man should kind of keep in mind that it's there inside you. You've just got to find it. Brah. Yes, love that encouragement. Um, do you, yeah, how did you make that change between kind of going, 
responsibility is something that I'm scared of or trying to avoid to something like something that I want to aspire to? Ooh, mm. That's a good question. Yeah, no, that's that's a good question. It's um, and I think I think it comes a lot with with experience. Uh, what 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 I felt brought me out of my shell and what kind of kept me closed. And I always felt that taking the risk, putting my name on the line, being responsible, being the man that my family expected to me to be, and not in the kind of the pressured sense, just in, in a, as a good gentleman, made me think, well, I've, I've got two choices now. I can either sit, um, sit in my shell and hide away and just let the world kind of crush me, or I can go out there and stand, stand tall, stand proud, and, 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 and be the man that I want to be. Mm-hmm. So at that kind of that junction, you have to make a choice. And I think every man has to make that choice at least once in their life or twice or maybe many more, I'm not sure. But when you make that choice, it's scary. It's, you know, you're filled with fear and and, and, and maybe some doubt. But, you know, you, you, we all have that power and strength to, to break through it. And I think that's 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 the way I, I, I would say that's where it led me and that's how I got... You know, which is it's still learning. I'm still learning, by the way. It's not like I'm a finished yeah. product. I've got many more years of, a, of, of of learning to do. But I think I did make that choice about the man I wanted to be. And, and I'm always fighting to be that person and not hide away. Yeah, and it shows. And, um, yeah, it sounds like sounds like you're speaking to some guys who might be called to become full-time missionaries with the culture <laughs> project. I mean, like what would you say to guys that think they might have a calling to something like that, something full-time, something – um, growing something from the ground up, doing something brave and unusual. I would say always keep an open mind, uh, never rule anything out, and and always look to be part of something that's bigger than yourself and something that's worthy. And mm-hmm. um, and even if you can't contribute in the you know the, the exact way that you hope, there's always a way you can contribute. And 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 that's what I would say. And and yeah, just always keep that open mind and explore every option, particularly if the option before you is is a good option and it's going and it, it's it's doing something good for society, good for the world, and it's a worthy cause. If it's not worthy, then don't waste your time. But if it does have that potential and that and that that growth, you know, uh, go for it. Can we talk about brotherhood? Sure. Like- yeah. <laughs> love brotherhood because I love sisterhood and I've seen the power of brotherhood, mm. especially with my friends who are guys, yeah. how much they really love their brotherhood. What yeah. did we want to talk about with brotherhood? What I want to ask you, like, sure. what, like, how have you, like, have you found that important in your life? Definitely. What, what's the marks of like an authentic brotherhood? Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. I, I, yeah, no, that's a good question. I, I think. It, you, I wouldn't say that I've got a lot of male friends, but I would say the ones that I've got are very, very good. Mm. And I think it's like, you know, the old saying, like quality, not quantity. So I, I think if you try to appeal to a lot of people, you lose yourself along the way, particularly as a young guy. Um, but I would say that the close friends that I've got, they respect me for me. They love me for me. But at the same time, they don't let me go. They don't let me go astray. So they're not saying, oh, okay, yep, yeah, Shahidi, just because you're my best mate, I'll let you go and do that silly thing you're about to do. No, they're always there to kind <laughs> yeah. of, they're always there to pull me in line. Uh, they're always there to kind of give me uh, support and advice and backup when I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of all, I think I think you, you, you the best part of, a, of a kind of a brotherhood kind of setup is that the people you know you're all kind of there on the struggle. You know you're all on the li- on life's path together, and you're there to help each other enjoy the the, the good times and you know, work through the hard times and suffer through the sad times. And it's just kind of that un- unspoken understanding of who you are, who they are, and that and that really strong bond to help each other through and just be there for each other. And, and I think that's, that's so important in this life where people are so mm. connected yet so unconnected. Mm. Like, we're, I think humans are social creatures mm. and only a certain, I think it's only, like, I'd say the minority of humans like being alone 
Um, we're quite gregarious in our nature. And, and I think as a man, when you're faced with life's challenges, um, you, it's, it's no matter how strong you are and how much faith in whatever you've got, you need that backup. You need that person just sometimes there. And I think, and, and I think especially with what young men are faced with today, uh, if you don't have that, you fall into a group you're not necessarily comfortable with and then you can slowly become like that. Like I've, I've seen a number of friends that through school had very kind of bright, vibrant souls, but because they were, they'd never found that strong connection with other young men who would have helped them flourish, um, they kind of went with the crowd that gave them acceptance and friendship, even though they weren't true, it wasn't a true brotherhood type friendship. And then slowly, surely that, that, that boy would become a man that wasn't who he was when he was young. And he would slowly drift mm-hmm. away from who he was because of, you know, he never had that strength and that connection to say, no, sorry, you know, they're nice guys, but they're not for me. They're not going to take me down the right path. Yeah. And I know what, you know, yeah. So that's that's kind of, um, and in, 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 in terms of personal stories, um, I've seen, you know, a, a particular friend of mine at school who kind of fits that that scenario very well. You know, good family, very good heart, very good um, outlook towards life. But because he never felt that strong connection with with anyone, you know, as life went through its its phases, he he always struggled to push through. And slowly but surely, I, I feel personally, never flourished and still hasn't flourished into the man he could have been, um, just because he never had that friendship and that bond with anyone to help him, kind of kind of push on. You see that a lot in the culture unfortunately mm. so what like what advice would you give to guys like in in those guys who really want to kind of be the man that they want to be because um the the kind of man like the virtuous kind of man like what advice would you give to those guys who are like i want to be a virtuous kind of man a kind of man that can love people the way they deserve to be loved um stand up for what i believe in and and be that man for other men who kind of want to be like that what kind of advice mm. would you give to those guys the first piece of advice i, I would give is to be strong you know um and and you can and it can often be lonely, uh, and you can often feel rejection, uh, particularly you know in terms of the larger groups that might not accept or understand where you're coming from. So the first thing is to be strong. Uh, the second thing would be to always have hope, um, and and be focused on who you want to be, and not let people take away from that. I would say always seek actively seek good people in your life and keep them with you. Um, my my mum always said to me, keep people better than yourself around you, so you can become like them. And whether that's education or whether that's in sports or whether that's in virtue, um, but in the virtuous sense, keep virtuous people around you. Even if you, at first you might not feel like you have the most similar interests, but I think that grows. And I think mm. that, 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 that bond of seeking virtue will bring you together. Um, be involved in youth groups and church groups if, if you have an interest in those areas because you can often um, come across like-minded people. And I'll also say that try and connect with like-minded people too even if you don't know them personally mm. you know so we've got social media and there's you know there's a lot of groups on social media that promote certain ideals and ways of life that are positive and and, and are good ways and and don't feel embarrassed to just kind of like cold call or <laughs> cold message if that's a term just <laughs> put yourself out there speak to them and engage with those oh, type yes. of people and i think you'll be rewarded with that yeah i think that's like such a key piece of advice just being able to put yourself out there because yeah. that's something that I so admire in... I'm pretty sure that's how you met this people. guy. 
No, uh, Chris forced me. Like, our mutual friend, like, forced me. He kept texting me. He's like, have you called Shahidi yet? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I can't. I you still had to put yourself out there, though. I true. know. Well, yes. that's what I'm learning. Like, you know, working working for a startup nonprofit, like, you really have to just be like, mm. hey, I have this thing that I'm passionate about. I, he- I hear we might have some, like, common ground there. Let's talk about it. Let's mm. make something happen. And that's what I think is so optimistic about this time as well. You know, there's a lot of breakdown in social and commercial institutions and people kind of becoming wary of the establishment but people are connecting to make new things grow and to really bring together something authentic and real and homegrown which i really love um can i just say it's yeah. really refreshing to meet you shahidi oh, she's met cat i just met him today and it's really <laughs> like it's been a really great blessing to talk to you today oh, thank and you likewise here just the man's point of view on what it means to like bring up this culture and virtue especially with the men and Mm. like brotherhood because i love i love seeing brotherhood growing because i know how much sisterhood means to me so it's really it was really great to talk to you and hear like hear from you too yeah thank you very much if anyone needs some like some like spiritual fatherhood from (laughs) shahidi i'm sure we can like get get you guys in touch if you message us through on the facebook page (laughs) or the instagram um it's been so awesome. Hopefully, see you again in the studio again. Yeah, sure. Thank that you. That would be so cool. No, anytime. It's always good hanging out uh, with both of you now. And um, <laughs> yeah, and I'll just, I'll just like to close by saying, you know, to all the young men out there, don't be scared. Be strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, be fearless. And true masculinity is something very beautiful, just as true femininity is as well. Uh, and it's not something to be ashamed of. Uh, but don't let it be taken into the wrong direction, because then it can be, then it can become destructive and, and something that it shouldn't be. Right, that's awesome. Preach it. All right. Thanks, Shahidi. Thank you. Thank you both for having me.